This past Thursday was Groundhog's Day, and Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow, meaning six more weeks of all your friends absolutely losing their shit about Trump on Facebook. The Trump Report starts now! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Oh, that's right, school's out! We have a new education secretary, so clearly school is out. <laughs> Welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt on Twitter at Christian DMZ. Don't forget the show's Twitter at Trump Report ABTV, like AfterBuzz TV. Follow us there, like us on YouTube, comment, rate us on iTunes. To my left, camera right, the one, the only, Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. Say hello to the people. Hello, people. <laughs> and next to her, Scott Moore at. S-Man 80, or as I've decided to start pronouncing it, S-Man 80. Yes. S-Man 80. Hello. And we're uh, Wait, very... he had a very... Uh, sorry, but your Groundhog Day joke. Oh, yes. What was that one? Was it, it better it, than mine? Because, it, please... What was it? I said that Trump saw a shadow, and there's going to be three more years, 11 months, and 18 days left of winter in America. Yeah. Oh, see, there you go. See, mine was, mine was trying to be a little bit more inclusive, but that, <laughs> that's not your job. We're very excited to have special guests here in the studio on the couch... From based in LA, at based in LA, Tim Stabers, not Stabbers, as we did, <laughs> a, we established before the show. That's right. Uh, and Jeffrey Mark Klein, who is at Jeffrey M I Wright. Yep. Are you right? Uh, am I? We'll find out. We'll find out during the course of the conversation. So uh, welcome. There you go. Oh, thank that, you. That proves it. You're definitely Thanks right. Thanks very much. <laughs> so welcome to the show, gentlemen. We really appreciate it. It uh, sort of came together very quickly. Uh, why don't you start off telling us a little bit about yourselves, about uh, <laughs> about Based in L.A., which, again, is at Based in L.A., and uh, we'll sort of dive into the, the video that you guys have gotten a lot of attention for after you tell us about that. Sure. Um, well, my name is Jeffrey Markline. Um, I am from thank you tim uh always so got my sure back always clear, got my back right? um i'm originally from michigan lived in new york city lived in la for the last couple of years and uh yeah i don't know what else you want to know about me but no, that's my brief and, background and you and tim met each other through mutual friends in we the did. comedy world yeah, yeah we met through comedy people and yeah. you tricked him into moving to los angeles only a few months ago that's right. Uh, yeah, sort is that of. The right, is that the way the story goes? Or uh, I, I guess, it? yeah. <laughs> I guess you tricked me into it. Because most people are like, most people on the East Coast are like, oh, I'm planning on it. And then they plan on it, and they plan on it, and they never actually make the leap. True. So Yeah, I no, I mean, I, I'm from New York originally, and it, uh, it yeah. took until I was about 28 to finally actually do it, where I'd been thinking about it since college. So talk about what Based in L.A. is. Uh, Based in LA is a media company that's focusing on anti-PC, essentially anti-PC, limited government and uh, equal opportunity offensive content. Um, We have just started. We uh, got lucky, I guess you could say, by uh, going to the LA Women's March and getting a video that will, I assume, we'll... Yeah, we're going to take a little look at at it. And uh, so set up the video exactly what we're about to see. So this was the L.A. Women's March, which was the day after the inauguration, so January 21st. Jeffrey? Yeah, we went down there just to get some man-on-the-street interviews with people, um, also to find out specifically what the march was for, because we didn't fully know. I had a lot of friends who were marching, and they were all marching for different reasons, so I was curious. Uh, We started getting some interviews with people, and then 
uh, Tim saw Big Joe, as you'll see in the video. Yes, and it's Tim, hard to miss. <laughs> yes, saw Big Joe and immediately was like, Jeffrey, get over here, talk to this guy. And I ran over, and all I did was ask him what he was doing here. And uh, and, and we got that answer. So uh, let's take a look at a minute or so of uh, Big Joe, if you don't mind rolling that in first, Stephen. All right, sir, my name is Jeffrey. What is your name? They call me Big Joe. Big Joe, yeah. I can see why. Big Joe, what are you doing here today? I'm just passing through. I have nothing to do with this, this uh, whatever you want to call this. I don't, I don't even understand why they're having this. They had an inauguration yesterday, and now we have all this. What did Trump do for all of this to happen? He just got, um, um, came into office. What is this? I see signs of unity and love and peace. And yet, uh, at his inauguration, they were burning a McDonald's, a Starbucks, limousines, and anarchy in the streets. This is the, what is this? When he was elected rightfully, I mean, by the majority of the country that, you know, so even though there are half the country like this that disapprove, what about the other half that do like him? What about them? What about their feelings? When, Trump, when Obama was president and he pushed his political agenda, political correctness, and he, um, he pushed all his agendas, did you see people doing all this? No, because we united behind our American president and we just we, we stuck it out and everything. So, All right, well, I think we have a, a good sense what, of uh, Big Joe, but that video can be found at Based in L.A. And uh, I was asking you guys before we got started, uh, talk a little bit about just how much attention the Big Joe video has gotten as of right now, and including on your site, but also some of the, the retweets and shares. And Sure. Uh, there was two main uh, reposts, one from uh, Milo Yiannopoulos and uh, one from the Millennial Post, on Facebook, and between the two of those and ours, we're approaching, I think, about 51 million yeah. uh, views on yep. all of those totaled together. So, yeah, so uh, that's a few views, which is uh, which few. is great, and uh, obviously. It seems to me that, uh, you know, and that's how I found you guys, is because I was seeing the Big Joe video posted so much, and it clearly speaks to a uh, very specific segment that we're w- was wondering, yeah, why, why is all this going on? And this was on, you know, the first full day of the Trump administration, so yeah. that would be why people were so upset about it. Um, and... We can uh, talk a little bit more about that, but uh, I understand that, uh, Chelsea, you saw the Big Joe video. I saw you taking some notes. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. had a few thoughts you'd like to share about Yeah, because Big the jo- video is mostly questions, and so what comes to my mind are answers. Well, so I thought. Thank God you're here with us, Chelsea, <laughs> to provide answers well, to Big I, Joe and 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 everyone, as so, you say, across the country, but so, around the world. Okay, so for people that are wondering, okay, the first question he asks is, why are they having this? If Trump was just inaugurated yesterday, what did he do already in these few hours that is worthy of a march? Well, apparently, Big Joe forgets about what Trump said on the campaign trail. So people were there to stand up for rights that they feared would be trampled on by a Trump administration. Is that I mean, I think fair? that uh, that would be fair. I don't know that people everyone's were there for different, that, but, yeah, different people reasons. Were different. Some people were there for uh, reproductive rights. Others were, you know, uh, protesting what they saw as an inevitable um, ban on Muslims, a you know, racism against uh, Mexicans and people coming from Central America. You know, the things that he said over and over on the campaign that people found offensive or that they disagreed with. So that's what they were um, protesting. And, and, and he points to 
you know, a burning of Starbucks and McDonald's and limos, that wasn't done by the entire group. And in every march protest, there are bad actors. And so to label an entire movement or march based on those bad actors isn't fair. Equally unfair is when uh, some people say, well, all, you know, Trump supporters are racist. Sure, there are plenty, but you cannot Based define, on what numbers? Define... I, I, I mean, did I have to no, no, you come just with in, gen- in, in general terms, you feel like that's the case. Yeah, I mean, sure. I would say there are racists oh, yeah. who voted for Hillary as well. Yeah, but there's know? more that voted but, for Trump. I mean, there's Hillary, a picture like, of her like, kissing a Klansman. Like that's David all Duke. over the Internet. You mean her husband? Or is that... Is that, is that <laughs> no, that's the that rapist. That's the rapist oh, she's that's, married okay. to. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> um, well, anyway, we'll, 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 I've got, we'll, I've got we'll pause on so that point because much. we obviously don't want to talk about Big Joe for the Yeah, I speak for show. myself, not Big Joe. He's not here. But, no, Big Joe so. is not here. That's I, true. I mean, okay. and I also he, maybe gonna... he's one of the racists. I don't know. He's not on uh, social media, right? We can't give a shout out for him. No, he's, he's requested that. That's very private. That's yes. good, though. But that's good that you, he has you guys in his corner looking out for him. <laughs> so if, if you want more Big Joe, go to Based in L.A. Um, and before I forget, because I did already forget, I did want to give you guys a chance to talk about your GoFundMe page and what you're trying to do. Uh, well, I no, no, we'll get back really to we're gonna get back to that. Yeah. It's okay. I just forgot to talk about it before, and I know I'll forget if I don't do it now. Thanks. But we'll certainly we have time. We're not even like 20 minutes in. We have this thing on this show where we constantly run out of time. Yes, so I'm do. Like, and I don't want to run out of time <laughs> for the thing I promised I would let you do, out. which is plug your uh, GoFundMe. So just to take a minute and talk a little bit sure. about what you're looking for, and uh, we will tweet out the link after the show from at Trump Report ABTV. Do you want to go ahead? Oh, and do sure. That? Okay. Um, yeah. So, our GoFundMe essentially is because we started this media company at the beginning of January and we started making comedy sketches. That's really what we wanted to do. Uh, it became a lot more political after that. Uh, and so, what we really. Is it want- mostly because of Big Joe that it became more political than you were planning? I mean, or, I mean, I from mean, that day, the video uh, was I mean, it. we went down there with the explicit with, intention yeah. of, uh, okay, sure. of doing man on the street stuff that was aimed yeah. at. Uh, a right of center uh, view. Right, because we gravitated towards one another also because our political sensibilities are a lot more right than most people we meet in Los Angeles. So we we definitely wanted it to be Well, we be haven't focused. met everyone yet. That is true. That's very We're working true. on it. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, we wanted to definitely do um, non-PC uh, comedy, making fun of everybody for everybody, uh, but we are right-leaning gentlemen. And so we started the media company. We needed capital to start the media company, talk to some investors. Um, investors want bigger pieces of us than we were willing to necessarily give up, so we started the GoFundMe. And uh, what I noticed on the GoFundMe page is that the investors wanted to get more involved in content, which is sort of yes. not what you wanted to do. So right. in this day and age, we're very lucky in this great capitalist society yeah. that we can ask people to donate money. And, you know, I mean, I, I just, you glance at the page, it's a lot of like $50 here, $20, but it all adds up, which yeah. is great. You know, yeah, people we... are just like, oh, I like that video. I like these guys. I want to see them do more. So you're very close to your goal. Your goal is very modest. It's six thousand dollars. That's our bottom line for yeah. three months because yeah. we're like, if that's we also covered- we also aim to uh, prove with our videos that you can exist um, on less than minimum wage yeah. okay. in Los Angeles, which is something That'd be that we impressive. were doing. Yeah, it's yeah. not really, um, but uh, I mean, no, I mean, I, <laughs> let me put it this way: I would be impressed. Okay, okay. It, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. I, I did a, a short film a lifetime ago called How to Make It in New York on $15 a Day. And, um, you know, you can sort of fake it, but uh, it's not that easy. Oh, now, wow, Chelsea, cool. we'll get back to you in a second, but I did want to let Scott weigh in. Oh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Because he, I have not, I've been very rude and not let Scott talk <laughs> hardly at all. Well, um, the, the the just the issue that I had with it in general was that it became such a shouting match that it was even really hard for me to listen to both sides because like you were saying Charles it was a bunch of questions a bunch of questions a bunch of questions but the thing that you know you were I was going to add to yours is that you know in every protest we do see these people um, that come out of the woodwork to cause problems that have no vested interest in the actual but protest. you're not saying that Big Joe was there to cause problems no no, 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 no I'm talking about okay. when they're saying about like he was mentioned about the okay. protest on the I, today. I just wanted yeah. to clarify there were no arrests this was a very peaceful protest on Saturday um, I was down there I was very excited to be a part of, of this protest like you said there were people there for many different reasons um, he also mentioned at the top that the majority of people voted for Trump. That did not happen. The majority of Electoral College voted for him. But, you know, so you could see a lot of people, especially out here in Los Angeles, uh, huge landslide loss for him in California by over 4.5 million votes. So there are not going to be a lot of people out here that are supporting his uh, plans. At and least so not you, in this not part openly. of the state. No. Yeah. Not openly. Well, no, no, not when right. you, yeah, yeah. exactly, because you lost, uh, he lost by 4.5 million votes. So it was the lo- biggest but landslide not Kelsey loss Grammer. for a he Republican since 1928 out here, so right. it, he does not have a lot of uh, fans out okay. here. Now, uh, okay. So I did want to include most that of those people have that. moved to Texas because housing prices are too high out here. Well, so. well I, I have a house here. Yeah. I, I do have a house here, but I, uh, I do know that Texas has no state income tax, so right. it makes it very appealing. Yes, uh, as as your state of Florida mm-hmm. also does. Now, Chelsea, I don't want to spend too much time in the video, but I would like to let you uh, make another point. From your notes, I get one. Well, (laughs) let me let me look. I think one is good. Well, I mean, I also didn't understand how they said when Obama was president, there was no protest. Everyone united behind him. Yeah, I I was living in a different reality than that. I'm inclined to agree. I think that. Inclined it's, to agree. agree with you okay. that it, it, it what everybody uh, did not uh, join in lockstep behind Obama, and, but I do no, think that, that the reaction has been very different. And yeah. this is uh, much more vocal. Uh, than and and him de- declaring that it's factual history that Margaret Sanger, whose uh, whose organization was sort of the impetus mm-hmm. for Planned Parenthood. Her goal was to sterilize black people is inaccurate. It's not true. She believed in birth control. She wasn't trying to sterilize anybody by race. She wanted to make birth control available for people who didn't have options. And um, he's like, if you don't like the president, leave, as though that it's un-American to protest. It's the very thing about America is to protest, to be vocal, and to complain or to just speak your mind when you're unhappy with the state of affairs. So I thought that that was kind of un-American for him to say. And it was interesting. He kept coming back to this theme that what was going on here is that we have people who are trying to bring anarchy and which would cause martial law, and therefore we're going to lose all the rights that we're all interested in having the people that attended the march and who didn't. There's a very interesting way to see things well, the, going the, down. I, I think that the, the anarchist contingent is a very different contingent, as we saw on Inauguration Day, as we just saw up in Berkeley last week. Uh, I, you know, I mean, the, these were not Berkeley students. They had mm-hmm. masks on. These are people that, you know, 
I don't know if they get bussed in or, or if that's too organized for anarchists. Are we sure they're not Berkeley students? We don't we're have not. Proof no, no, we're not, not sure. George Soros' son is a Berkeley student. That's true. George Soros' so son then, is a Berkeley student. Then they're probably definitely not because what has George Soros ever done that uh, you could point a finger at? Nothing. No. Jokes for people. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I was like uh, what? is that a different George Soros? Are we talking about someone? <laughs> yeah, we're talking, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking of George Jefferson. For oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, yeah, my George is confused. Um, I do want to move on from Big Joe, but I do want to mm-hmm. give the video makers a moment to respond. There have been a, a lot of things said in the last couple of minutes. So, Tim, not Stabber, Tim yeah. Staber, if uh, you wanted to take, you know, a minute, because we, we have we have Betsy DeVos, we have Super Bowl mm-hmm. commercials, and there's so much I'm more so to talk excited. about. Um, so, I think one of the things that most people seem to forget is that when there's a camera in your face, you immediately change uh, the nature of the conversation and that person uh, to whatever standards you might be holding them to, whether that be the FCC or the MPA or some sort of star chamber, research it um, <clears throat> uh, like that. Um, but uh, in Big Joe's case, I mean, the the man stood there surrounded by people that he knew disagreed with him. Uh, he didn't curse. He didn't swear. And there he is a point a in the questions. video where someone gets, you know, not, I, wouldn't, I don't even want to say combative, but very vehemently disagreed with him. Yeah. I think they had a, a good back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Which is, it's, he, easy, it's easy also to remain calm when you're uh, 6'6", 345. <laughs> yeah, if I were yes. Big Joe, I would yeah. be very calm yeah. and so, happy to state my opinions yeah. anytime. time. There's a reason yeah. giants are gentle, you know, <laughs> uh, until they're not. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, I I don't think um, I think it was a great uh, I think it was a great moment in the sense that there's a uh, a complete lack of honest discourse going on in uh, in the media now we have outlets that are either ext- like left or they're right and uh, I think that's a good thing I want as many voices out there uh, speaking uh, whatever they they want to say as possible which is why we're helping Big Joe build his own platform. He's not, oh, that'd be great. He's not exactly yeah. right for our brand. We're trying to go for a little bit of a, dim- a different uh, demographic. But besides, Big Joe should have the Big Joe brand. You know, yeah. Oh, totally. To I have. mean, he yeah. is a brand. And <laughs> Yeah, and I would say it's absolutely right. It's good that there is a Huffington Post and there is a Breitbart to you know put those... Which were both views. started by Andrew Breitbart. Yes, they were. Uh, yeah. Andrew Breitbart uh, was actually a very good friend of mine. He was at oh, my wow. wedding. And, All right. uh, his uh, company is a, is a lot different than when he was there. Mm-hmm. I'm not one to say what it would be like if he was still around, but uh, it's a constant reminder every day when I hear his name yeah. that he was probably one of my favorite people on the planet. That's great. And uh, all anyone needs to do is take a look at the video when there was an Anthony Weiner uh, press conference and Weiner wasn't there yet. Well, and and Andrew, Andrew took the took the podium and started answering questions. Right. It was one of my favorite things that, I've, that I've ever seen on television. So but in any case, uh, the point I was going to make about those those two websites is that. The problem becomes when people start posting articles from it like they're news. I mean, they're both opinion sites. Right. I know Breitbart says Breitbart News, but it, it, it is an opinion site. And on the other side, I mean, I'm just saying mm-hmm. Huffington Post because it's the easy one. But, you know, Salon isn't really news, you know, and The Blaze isn't really news on the other side. You know, I mean, we could go back and forth. Right. And I think it's great that there's so much content. There's so many places for you to get those opinions out there. You just run into the problem that people just sort of reporting it like facts. And we're not even getting into the hashtag fake news. We're just <laughs> talking about, you know, putting opinions like, can you believe this? And I mean, it, it, that's less dangerous than the actual fake news clickbait sites. But the point being, I think it, it's great that we have all of that. Um, Chelsea, you're staring at me like you don't think people should be allowed to express themselves. 
Oh, that's an interesting read into the into the look. I know that's not what I actually thought it was. No, but I do actually. I have a question. Yes. So the uh, the only other point that I didn't talk about because I was hoping that we would talk about it more generally is this whole anti PC thing. Mm-hmm. He, the, your their brand, their yeah. brand, okay. and also Big Joe mentioned it. He says he's against political correctness. It's un-American, and he called it a disease. So. I, I think that we're. I, I kind of want to understand how you see political correctness because I don't. I, I think it's been turned into something that was intended to be just a request to be thoughtful uh, about who you're speaking about or who you might impact. To just think twice about what you say. To be well, mindful, to be conscious I, of yeah. what you say. I will and certainly that, let our guests respond to that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I care about where the I, line I, would I be. I think that, that. Uh, political correctness starts from a good point. Where it is now. So then where before, has it become this demonized? Started, before we started, we were sort of joking about something off the air. There was a there was a not particularly offensive term, but one a word you can't say anymore, and no no one meant anything bad by it. But it is looked at as like, oh, you can't say that. Anymore. And right. honestly, I think that as someone who, you know, I'm, I'm not a performer, but I do write a fair amount in terms of, so I, I don't know if comedian's the word, but uh, I try to be funny when I can. And it's very difficult to figure out what that line is. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when you weren't here. There was the, the t- tweet about Baron Trump from the SNL writer mm-hmm. that was definitely a terrible thing to say and shouldn't have been said. But... Sometimes it's hard to figure out where the line is, and you might have to step across it until you figure out where it is. Now, right, that's my right, own personal right. answer. I want to give you guys plenty of time, though, to respond to what Chelsea asked. I just wanted to go on record as to where, where I weigh in on political correctness. Well, um, I, I've been doing stand-up comedy since 2007. This, is, this doesn't like me. It, it doesn't, but... It's my head shaking. I just want to make sure everybody hears you. So I've been doing stand-up comedy since 2007, and... Uh, I noticed over the course of the last 10 years that comedy clubs started telling us as comics things we can and cannot say. Like, I, I was at a comedy club here in L.A., and there's a, like a paper posted in the green room that says, you can't tell jokes that involve these words or phrases or ideas. And then there was, like, white comics also can't say these words. Like, I saw that. And okay. I was like, this is garbage. Like, it's pointless censorship i understand that you like have an establishment that's your own and if you have people on it you should be allowed to tell them things but at the same time it's it's just censorship it's against this idea of free speech and i know that free speech is like the government's not going to arrest me for like calling tim a fag in the morning but like <laughs> only I'm in gonna, the afternoon i, I mean <laughs> no. what, what, uh, you wouldn't believe how many times we throw around the word fag in the apartment that's a true statement um <laughs> uh but it's like it's schoolyard fun like i don't see it as a bad thing um, and I'm the gay one, so if anybody should be upset about it, it's me. Although uh-huh. he reminds me of every time I do something that's super gay. You act gayer than I do a lot. Um, but yeah, so I've noticed that like when when we're like out, if he calls me a fag, there's this like fear in me that someone's going to get mad about it. And I don't understand why, because... I'm not upset. He's right, not saying it to me. Right, but someone who hears it might right. actually be He's upset. He's not saying it to hurt me. And if I don't understand why someone else would get upset by that because if you think about the intention of how someone's doing something, you can't get offended by like a friend joking with a friend. I don't I just right. don't understand it. Well, not to put you on the well, spot, Scott, but uh, I'd like well, you to... Yeah, I would say, but I, I get that the PC... I, I do understand, you know, that, that the PC culture has gotten a little too extreme, and I've also done stand-up, and, and I feel that, you know, you should be able to have that line be able to be crossed, but it is 
very difficult. I would say the thing that would be tough is if I was walking down the sidewalk and I overheard someone calling someone else a fag, it would it would make me feel uncomfortable because all of a sudden I, I wouldn't know if you guys were friends or not, and all of a sudden I'm feeling uncomfortable by the fact that uh, this word is being thrown around and I'm now feeling maybe less safe because I don't know him and I don't know if you know him. Um, and I think it just comes to what Chelsea was saying. When you're around a group of people, you don't necessarily know where people are coming from or, you know, I'd say, like, you don't know if someone's transgender and you're saying something horrible in front of a, a group of people that might be like, oh, you know, tranny or, you know, this guy's wearing a dress. Uh, you just don't know sometimes where people are coming from or where they're... they're their places and where they're going through the process. And so, as Chelsea was saying, it's a way of being able to read the room as being like a stand-up, knowing like yeah. what things you might be able to get away with, like what line you could cross, yeah. but also being aware that you don't necessarily know where all these people are coming from and that some people might have things that you don't realize. I, I mean, to some that extent... Would, that, would, that would affect them. But I do understand the, sure. the other side of where it gets too extreme and to where... You know, we're apologizing for things, and like you're saying, oh like I'm gosh. feeling offended because Ugh. he's saying yeah. something, but it's not to me, and now I'm demanding an apology. Like, so there is certainly a line, but it's like where, where exactly no, is that and, line to where it's not? And here's the most important thing: is that we're actually having a conversation people. about it, which is very difficult to do. Oh, yeah. And it's you rare. Know? It's so rare right. because, well, the first thing is getting offended is a choice. We all know that we, as humans with our brains, have control over our emotions. So feeling scared because two people are having a conversation is something that, like, maybe you should strengthen yourself before even going in public if that's going to happen. No, but I'm or you could move to Japan where nobody's allowed to talk. In yeah, public. you could do that, of course. I mean, there's so many options for you. Yeah, um, I, I think, but like, not, but like, I think if you're saying that you're, you know, offended is a choice. Uh, certain things, I could say yes if if I was going to be offended because you know somebody wrote something and I, you know, was like, oh, I, I don't believe in that. But I think if someone is legitimately feels uncomfortable because they're whatever, wherever they are in their life, and they and uh, I think it's deeper than just making the choice and being like, well, I'm uncomfortable because somebody's, you know, calling me a fag. And, oh, well, I can just, you know, ignore that and it's okay. But feeling uncomfortable I, is one thing. But, the, but then just, telling someone that they shouldn't be using a word isn't, like, vocalizing it is kind of a waste of time. I well, think. I think... Um, or and, that's free speech, and I can request that you right. not say something. Yeah. If you do anyway, I right. have a choice to stay or leave, or but leave. I've made right. a request. Leaving but I just great. don't understand. Yeah. Okay, I, so I can see in comic clubs, that should be like the anti-safe space, yeah. right? Absolutely. Like, you know you know By the way, Chelsea, there are plenty of people who do not agree with that. You know, And that's the problem that he's running into. I, mean, I think some of it should be common sense. Maybe you're it should talking be on the about, web- website. This is an anti-safe yeah, space. You're, you're talking about right. a list. That's how we're marketing ourselves. That's how we're marketing ourselves. And working out wonderfully. how this issue has taken over. Like, PC versus not PC and demonizing people who consider themselves thoughtful of what they say. Factually accurate as best as possible. God forbid, sensitive. Just... Conscious of what other people are, are feeling in my in my presence, that's not a terrible thing to be. And this fact that all. let's just let's just say whatever we want and be ultra offensive and not correct and say, well, I'm not PC. I'm just saying what's on right. my mind and just to, and just say, covering up the fact that you're you you're spewing right. lies, but calling it it's just because well, I'm not PC. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't know it's where, where do you find how that line this, and feel that that's uh, how did what's this okay issue of all of them become so because central? people are being censored and the very very First Amendment is free speech. I think that's part the of the issue. It. Also evolved because over the last eight years. 
um, people who are offended by the words used by other people got like stronger and more comfortable in telling people they're not supposed to say certain words. And so it just became this idea. What are the words? I mean, well, I mean, I mean, not say them. I mean, well, oh, should I have not sure. said fag a bunch of times? No, 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 that no, see, oh. I, I, it's, it's sort of, I was weird, like, I'm allowed to say that, that word in terms of the PC. I'm going out of my way to not say it because I don't think I'm allowed to say it. It's freeing. Say it. Everybody say it together. I have said it. Look, when we used to use it as an insult all the time, which I think that, to me, that's progress. That kids don't call each other that all the time is automatically yeah. you're you know you're a terrible person is what I mean by that. Some yeah, of it's sure. common sense. You know, you're talking about the separate list for white comedians. You should know that if you go on the stage as a white comedian and you use the N word, right. you're going to pay the consequences for it. So you know you can still have the choice to do it, but it's probably not smart. Well, my and, thing is, I personally don't say the N word. I don't say it. That's oh, a word I just use. You do. I don't. I do it. I have a great joke. About, I have a great a joke great about it where I say it. it. You do. It's um, usually only the black people that are laughing too, because all the all the white people, all the white people are so terrified of black people because right. yes, they are racist I don't know. that they sit there quietly and they're like, oh my gosh, they have they they have justification on murdering him. Like that's the way they sit there. Right. It's ridiculous. I don't know if I entirely agree with that yeah, statement, I but I here's I don't care. I'll be comfortable. <laughs> know, no, no, no. That's fine. But all. let me just say for me, I feel like I would be much more comfortable sitting in a room and, you know, there's a there's a, a film on and it's Richard Pryor saying it. I'll feel like I can laugh at it. Right. But then if you're on stage and you do it, then I'm like even if I think it's funny, I might just Right. I'll tell him after the show that that was funny. You know, because <laughs> and and look, it's hard. And look, I, we could do a whole show on this. Yeah, and I kind of want to, but we do need to move on. <laughs> that's okay. uh, sure, because sure. this is this is fat. But yeah. like I said before, this is it's very hard to have conversations about any of these issues. Right, because there's Which, no real clear yeah. line. And, and, but I appreciate I at least I this do, conversation. Yeah, of course. No, I, I'm sure. I appreciate it, it so And this much. is what I want this show yeah. to be. Unfortunately, we usually yeah. find ourselves like, well, I kind of agree on that. Don't you agree with that? Yes, and what do we disagree on? Hmm, yes, we much. we watched some backlog episodes and we were like, oh, three people who agree with each other a bunch. This will be fun. Well, the guy the guy who disagrees with us doesn't like to come Ooh. on the show anymore. He so gets that's a little really scared. He gets scared. Yeah. He doesn't come on anymore. He, yeah. Well, you know, the, the the election was a good day for him, and he still doesn't like to come on. So that's Aww. that's his choice. But uh, Too bad. anyway, uh, we're going to move on to news because believe it or not, there's big news. Uh, Betsy there DeVos. Now oh. there was oh, yeah. a a huge moment <laughs> because it was historic. Tie-breaking vote by uh, Vice President Mike Pence. Silver Fox Mike Pence, bringing it home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cartoon um, supervillain. He, he does looks look like, like a, a cartoon, cartoon supervillain. Super That's true. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he's either a cartoon supervillain. I think he should play Perry White, the uh, the guy who runs the Daily Planet in Superman. Oh yeah, mostly because he's one of the whitest people on the planet. And I, you know what, I can say that because I'm <laughs> also one of the whitest people on the planet. Well, so I you identify as word. black, and I find that offensive. I apologize. <laughs> we will uh, we will tweet all of the apologies after the show. Regardless <laughs> of how people feel about Mike Pence, he wears the best ties. Oh, I've been talking well, about, it. Uh, about Stephen, it. Stephen, could you could you bring up a couple of uh, Mike Pence ties? He's got ties, a or just he's one. got a great stylist. Unless it's mother, him. mother picked him out for. Oh, him. Mo- uh, whichever it is, they, they look good. Yeah. Wait, are we talking about like wearable ties or ties to the Russians? I'm kind of confused. Could people yeah, hear that? I should That's have taken tough. that bet. Stephen yeah. would be able to help himself. We, we knew you could. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, the the vote to confirm uh, Betsy DeVos' education ceremony. I was having 
having a conversation with someone earlier today, uh, not in this building, in a completely different building, but I will not identify the person. They or the kind, building. They, the building. Or the building. The generic building. The generic building where I may or may not work. And this mystery person was just saying, like, oh, yeah, she was terrible at the confirmation hearings, just she wasn't well-spoken. And then he started to look at it, and he's like, oh, school choice. Oh, I'm actually in favor of that. Uh, I don't like teachers' unions. He had all this stuff, and, and he talked himself into... Oh, I guess this is probably a good thing. Nice. Now, I think that, you know, there are probably a lot of issues in the uh, with teachers' unions, and there are, of course, problems with the education system, and the whole Trump administration is sort of based on the idea of let's get people who, you know, let's get these square pegs and round holes that don't fit and see what they, what they can do, but... I feel like this was the one that people are the most upset about. And, uh, Scott, because I made you go last before, uh-huh. I'm going to let you weigh in first. I would say this would not be the one I'm most upset about because yeah. there's a few on the list there. Agreed. But I would say that uh, it's it's basically like saying let's have someone that's not a pilot uh, run the airline pilots. Like the FAA. Yeah, FAA, yes. With no experience at all. With someone who's a billionaire who wants to do school uh, choice, which, as we know, you know, again, that doesn't work. Because here's the problem. Let's say, because they had mentioned about South Central, let's say they're saying, well, the local public school um, isn't up to par, and I want to send my child to a private school. The problem is you're going to get a voucher, but it's not going to necessarily cover the full amount for that private school, and it's and how are you going to be doing that for every student that now wants to go? What happens to those public schools? What about the kids that are in rural areas? Uh, where do those kids go? Uh, I think having someone that has no background at all in education, except you know being a billionaire and supporting a lot of these senators that said yes today, that has no idea on how to fix this system. So how is this person? supposed to be able to do that. I would be a lot more open to someone that may have been you know, school choice and, and all about vouchers and everything else if she or he had been in the education system for years, knew the ins and outs. Uh, but when you're bringing someone that doesn't have any of that background um, and you're now working on the national level on trying to help with the future of kids and their education, why would this person be the right choice for that? Oh, I can tell you. Well, I mean, well, I know why. But, <laughs> Chelsea has but I'm saying, why would this person, would they say that this person is best suited out of all the people out there that could have come in? Because, of course, Trump says he hires the best people. How is this person the best? Chelsea, is your answer going to be because Putin said she should be education <laughs> Christian, secretary? Christian, by now, I thought you'd know exactly what was going to come out of my mouth, and that was not it's gonna it. Be, it's going to have the word Bernie in it somewhere. Uh, no, want to try again? No, because we only have so much time. So okay, fine. So I, he, I think even Republicans agree that she is not qualified. Well, there were some, but not all. Not all Republicans agreed on that. But there were definitely some who said that. Absolutely. Yes. And I think many more who would have agreed had they not received so much money from her and her family. I mean, and I think you can probably break down all sorts of votes, you know, based on you know most votes. Probably there are plenty of people who vote. I would love to know what the vote would have been like had the DeVos family not given so much money to individual members uh, of the Senate that but voted and the Republican Party in general. Isn't that why you give so much money? So that you can get favors so down you the can road, basically and isn't buy that what your isn't that what your friend what Bernie wants to. to try and fix? And what President right. Trump it's, says 
that he wants to do in terms of right, draining the swamp. He said he wanted to do, and now, he did the complete opposite. I obviously want to give our guests a chance to weigh in on Betsy DeVos, uh, what you think about the fact that she's our education secretary. Is it something to to be upset about, or are people just going going to react badly to every choice that President Trump makes? P.S. You have awesome pizza socks. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, pizza socks. I did socks. not even notice those. Yeah. Good And P.S. I like Mattis as choice for defense secretary. I'm not saying I don't like everyone just because it's Trump. I just think you could have picked a better person okay. to lead that so, particular job. Scott, it's refreshing to hear you say that you're not going to just hate everything he does because as I've seen, it feels like everyone's just going to hate everything President Trump does, uh, which you kind of briefly touched on at the beginning that this is the thing people are the most upset about and I'm like give it a week they'll be more upset about something else it's fine <laughs> yeah. um, he's gonna tweet no, something no I think he's Sessions is no, I was definitely say, worse Sessions is worse yeah, we can't um, wait for that we're excited. psyched for Sessions I'm excited, I'm excited for much Jeff worse. in there um, but uh, so I will say I'm very excited about Betsy DeVos I've been saying DeVos for a while so that's it actually mean. sounds better though don't um, you think DeVos? it sounds like fancier I was it saying DeVos and I was listening to DeVos yes we were listening week. to Whip It this morning um, <laughs> but uh, what I'm excited about with Betsy DeVos the most is charter schools and school of choice as well as getting the federal government out of local schools those three things are her three pillars of what she's trying to do and I respect it so much because school of choice gives kids opportunities to go to schools that they might not be able to. I grew up uh, very poor in Michigan, where Betsy DeVos has done so much. And uh, we had to go to the school that we, like my mom could afford to live in the district to go to. And right. if if School of Choice was a thing, I might have had a greater educational opportunity. I, I feel like I went to an okay school. Um, I liked it, but I could have gotten a better thing if School of Choice had been a thing. So I'm excited to see what comes out of that. Uh, charter schools, I have a lot of friends who work at charter schools. I only hear good things about charter schools from people inside. I only hear bad things about charter schools from angry liberals who don't work in education. Uh, union so, people. Yeah, union people for sure. Oh, I'm thrilled that Betsy DeVos is not tied to teachers unions at all because they are, well, they've yeah, always been. You want to talk about people that do things for money? Yeah, they've well, always been It's in an interesting thing because if you look at the education system, again, it's another whole show we could do. Of course. But sure. there are, uh, this was a conversation I was having having with a mystery person earlier, there are so many school districts in a state when you don't need that many. But why are there so many? Because there's... Well, yeah, but there's also... Ooh, I like that there's you also, talk about that. There's yeah. also a superintendent mm-hmm. and all that. the way down, there's a whole office staff. So there's, oh, yeah. you know, all this money has to go to, like, you know, you have to have all these people. You could easily consolidate some. I don't even have to pick a number or a percentage. Oh, so goodness. it would be interesting if whether it would be Betsy DeVos or someone else in the future, could take a look at some of these things and, and try and just take a different approach because what's happening isn't working. And the idea that, you know, oh, well, this kid is going to have the voucher to go to this other school, now the school that he's supposed to go to, he or she is supposed to go to, is going to suffer. That other... <laughs> yikes. That other school, I don't know how much worse it's going to get, you know? Valid. What was that? I hit a soundboard button. My bad. Oh, okay. No, he just can't help it. Thought, he really thought, wants to be part of the conversation. I thought that that meant that. Just like, wait. I was like, is this a thing? Are we entering into a yeah. bonus round? Yeah, this he is said the secret word. I think. That, yeah, exactly. And, and, and the duck will fall down from the sky. So anyway, the point being, <laughs> it was a very weird moment there. But the point being that I think that anyone who looks at things differently. You know, there'll probably be reasons that we can be on this show in a few months and say we don't like this decision or that. But right now, I'm just like, okay, everybody hates her. There's probably a reason. I, I you know, let me see well, what I, I can, let me see what she does. She was not 
liked because this is the first time a tiebreaker had to be had used to go ever. to fancy uh, tie cabinet sure. vice president. Uh, you've had cabinet picks that have fallen through, you yeah. know, in the past because of issues and everything else. But this is the first time the tiebreakers had to be used, and and you know there were two Republican senators, Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins, who did not vote for her either. So. Clearly, she was not popular, and there are reasons behind that. And yes, let's hope that you know someone with with fresh eyes can see something different. I just I don't think it's the right choice, like you're saying, when when a student is going to move away from their district, and how is that going to work for everybody? Are they moving around? And I get the school choice thing. I think uh, there there is something to that with charter school and school choice. However, I don't think that system of what, how they want to do it is going to work with the vouchers. It just It's going to be very difficult. And how are all these kids going to be able to get that? Right. And, and who's going to be left out? It's mostly going to be the wealthy people. It's going to be the wealthy people mainly that are going to be able making, to do that. I would love to know the answer, and, and, and hopefully we find the that's answer. That's my concern. Later. All the wealthy, wealthy people, people that are going to have a concern to be able to do that. State, and they already go to whatever school Oh, yeah, all the wealthy people have already had school choice They have school choice because they can move wherever they want to go. This is more of a rhetorical question because you feel like most people, to keep it local, who live in Beverly Hills send their kids to private school. But I'm just going to guess that Beverly Hills Public High School, wherever that is, it's probably a great school. It might yes. even be better than any school that any of us went to. So it's, it also might directly feed a It's hard to get it, there, though, because they won't, they won't build the subway into <laughs> Beverly Hills. That high school is That's true. So, <laughs> that's, it's very so hard they can't to get, get there. bust into right. it, which exactly. is probably exactly why they won't yeah. do it. But the and other you, thing, yes, so the third, the, the third thing that I'm very excited for about Betsy DeVos is that she doesn't want the federal government to make a lot of decisions for local schools. Because when the federal government makes a decision for schools, they might make a decision that's better for like LA for example that might not be what's best for the small town in Michigan where I grew up in and vice versa the best decision for them might not be the best decision for LA and so giving that power back to state and local governments I think is going to benefit education in the long run. Are you run. talking about decisions on curriculum? Yes curriculum so, standards. So all what that about stuff. my my concern with that is states that have been on the wrong side of history wanting to gloss over that in history class um, what do you mean? Like the textbooks when they were teaching things, for instance, in Tennessee about, about creationism, creationism okay. uh, certain things like that. I think that there should be some kind of standards. I agree with you that is creationism choice... on the wrong side of history. Is that what you were talking about? No, Chelsea? I was talking no, more that's what about, I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> well, what slavery, are you slavery, and slavery. Oh, and other, but I'm talking about creationism, it. things like that that can easily be dictated by. Uh, and I think a lot of schools now, a lot of states have a lot of choice. Do you think but... that those people in those areas are not also teaching their children at home whatever they want to teach them that might might be con- in total so, contradiction no, to what they don't they actually. Might a lot of parents take a back seat from teaching their students and their, uh, their kids, the and their kids do are it. doing that. And That's part of the problem that. with the nation, then, because that we expect schools to do okay, all the teaching. No, but that's what they go to school for. So you're saying that's okay for Tennessee to teach about creationism. Yes. Absolutely, they should. There should be there should be private schools that teach kids communism because none of those policies work in the real world. So they can go ahead and learn them. Public school, though, is what I'm saying. They should be teaching about things that are. Are vowed factual uh, science back? Well, all I why can vouch for why shouldn't they just school? teach them everything and let well, them make up their own say. minds? I can, all I can vouch for is when, no. When they're when teaching I creationism school, as an actual, well, let me just, I learned. Let me just create, I went to a private school that was a born again Christian down? school from kindergarten know. to eighth that's grade. That's private. <laughs> that yes, exactly. But my point is, let me finish. My point is, is that they taught us all the theories of creationism. There's not just one for those of people for those people who don't know. 
and they taught us all of the evolutionary theories so as well. So would that be that's required private. that they do both sides? I think it should be required somebody... that schools teach a lot of things. Yeah. Why should a public school teach about creationism, which is a religious base, when there's a separation of church and state? Well, I'm saying they should be, they should be free be to, to make that. that choice in that local school district. And I, look, the you know, I, I think separation of church is, and state, they should not be. That, I went this, to is, this is part of that separation. In, I went to public school in New York State, and what they taught us in New York State was evolution. And then there was a part... The there separation was a part. of the church and All state right, the Scott. constitution. You've never been this fiery before. I like <laughs> well, this I just, a lot. They still no, I know. The facts, it's the lies again. The, it's well, my, stuff, can I just again, laugh for a second about yeah. the fact that everyone's I upset about... Do. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> everyone's so upset that Betsy DeVos is becoming the lead of the education department because of how much... Well, I'm yeah, not not I'm just saying... He everybody, as in most people. As in most people on Facebook, whatever. About her being the lead of the education department because she has so much power when at the same time she's going in to eliminate the amount of power that she has. That's so true. in the future it won't really matter as much who That's true. gets – Well, they want great, to get rid of the department anyways. That is a great point. Right. Disembodied voice like from to. the booth. Yeah. The final point that I keep trying to make is I went to public school in New York State. And when we learned about evolution, there was also a moment where they're like, and you know, another theory is this, creationism. And they mentioned it like that. So <laughs> there it was. Yeah. So – and I'm like, okay – Look, I don't know what the problem is in mentioning, you know, some people think this way, which... But the problem your, is when they teach it ex- as this is, is the, only the only way. way. Well, That's the problem. But the how would you like that. it if they said gays are evil, horrible? Would you want the local schools to be teaching kids about that? Is fun, that right? Well, fun fact about that is... No, but I'm parents, saying is that okay? Yeah, let me explain. So when parents have those hardcore beliefs, they make sure those are instilled in their children regardless of what the school says. My school didn't even mention homosexuality. The person who mentioned homosexuality in my school was this guy. Right here, and that's about it. But, but I'm saying, if so you're talking about pa- local, would thing. you be okay with that if someone in, in a place started yeah, teaching care. that? It's okay. up to. Here's the thing. Also, with school of choice, parents could be like, "That school hates gays. You're not going to go." I'm to I'm talking it. about for public. If you're talking about public schools, yes, you keep asking a question. Bad. I'm going to keep giving you the same answer. All right. Well, that's yes. fine. But it's that's okay. wrong. The local government fine. should make that but decision. They, they should not be making that s- a decision on a, uh, that's talking about you know slavery, other things. That's wrong. You're going to be teaching as far people as the, like that. As far as the horrible okay? things that have been glossed over in public schools. I was never taught that there was a Korean War. I didn't even know there was a Korean War mm-hmm. until I rewatched MASH when it was on Netflix. And then I was like, right, and that's I, I was like, they're not in Vietnam? And I was so confused. And people were like, yeah, what do you think the DMZ is? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. I don't know. I, so just, I, know, I just know it's in my Twitter at Christian yes, DMZ. But I, uh, I didn't know about the Korean War, so that was glossed over in school as well. The right, problem is, is that unless you're take an, you take initiative to right. be educated, watch TV, read books, then we are just giving rise to a completely ignorant exactly. class and of Americans. That's scary. And it's kind of scary. Yeah. Badly. And on that note, I do want to get to our, uh, which is going to end up being our last topic. Uh, there was a very interesting tone in the commercials on the Super Bowl. And I do want to give our guests an opportunity to talk a little bit about what they thought that tone was, because uh, we had uh, discussed you know, offline that we were going to get into that. So uh, go ahead, Jeffrey. I was aware of that. Yeah, that, I, told you that. I told you that. Um, right. I was the, that. The Super Bowl commercials were, there was a lot of uh, like forced... 
It was very inclusive. It was, it was very, very like, we're not yeah. Trump's America is, is one way to look right. at it. Well, the one commercial that bugged me the most was the Audi commercial where, like, while the girl is doing a boxcar race, her dad is like, how do I tell her everyone hates women? Like, it was the weirdest <laughs> It was an interesting stance, I have I to agree saw. with you on and, that, uh, Like, it was, because I'm like, what father's thinking that while his daughter's winning a race? First, like, first of all. Second of all, I was the only black kid in there driving a white kid in a car. That's like, that was a weird yeah, problem. Very weird. Very weird. Third of all, that. the Equal Pay Act was enacted <laughs> in the 60s. And fourth of all, Audi's, like, pay, like uh, income inequality, like, they basically were perpetuating the myth of the wage gap. And I was like, guys, it's just a commercial for cars. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> tell weird. us how Wait, cool I'm confused. Your car you were really upset by it, but then you wanted people to calm down? Which one? I, I mean, I wasn't actually that upset. I was just making oh, okay. kind of it the whole time. That, right. to me, was the most ridiculous commercial. Yeah, we and actually, also there's the, a video on our uh, we, YouTube yes. channel that we, 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 we break it down like for about an hour. hour. You spent, so you spent an hour, and this is at Based in LA. Yeah, I'm Based in LA's Facebook. One, okay. We went live to talk about it. But the other commercial was the 84 Lumber one. I was was like, that's what I was going to hey mention. Hey, guys, yeah. illegal I didn't immigration is exciting. Yeah. It's it, it, it's really interesting because it was it was the same tone. I mean, except for commercials that were just terrible and not funny, but ones that had a very specific agenda that uh, you were just like, okay, we get it. We should be right. inclusive. But really, no, do you get? You think people get it? Uh, yeah, we all saw the, Crash, the, which the, was a terrible <laughs> movie. <laughs> one of you the know, worst I think I, I don't know. Life. I know the room I was in was getting it, and I'm like, you know, it's it's Sunday. You know, maybe I want to have a couple beers and eat a lot of bad food. But uh, <laughs> stop lecturing me, football. But the other point that uh, I saw a lot that's of people really making. That's really too bad that that's what you took from it. Did you later go on to see the whole thing? It's no. like a five and a half. No, minute. I never do that. No, which whole thing? If you can't, the lumber which commercial? 84. Oh, the eighty-four. Yeah, yeah no, if you five, can't yes. tell me in your actual spot. No, I hate go look at our longer version on like GoDaddy does that every year. I, I, I don't it, care. I, I, <laughs> GoDaddy did that because they wanted you to think you were going to see Danica Patrick. In. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. They did. I knew I wasn't going to. Wait, did eighty-four lumber show a Danica Patrick in like a swimsuit or something? No, but Mister oh. Clean almost showed us everything. Yeah, Mister Clean. Creepy Mister Clean. I was like, what do you mean creepy? The only thing that was creepy. I was like, why? Why did I want to buy Mr. <gasps> I did. I was okay, like, I'm very like dirty. It. I need to have because <laughs> I leave my wife home alone with Mr. Clean, and now no. I can't trust him anymore. That's the problem. The commercial says using Thank Mr. You. Clean will make your wife want to have sex with you. Yeah. Did it say that's that? what the commercial? Yes, All because right. she well, jumped on her she husband. Yeah, and, and, and you'll get a, a wife that's way out of your league. That's true. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I think uh, on that note, we do actually have to go. There's been some great feedback in the chat room. But I haven't had any time to comment. But thanks Remember, everybody. Though, the commercials are actually done months before the election, yes, too. So absolutely. this was election uh, So uh, Trump for our guests, true. Tim Stabers, at Tim Stabers, Jeffrey Mark Klein, at Jeffrey, am I right? The uh, at Based in L.A. is the site, and you can find out more about their GoFundMe. Uh, guys, like I said, we could have done three hours of this. I hope that we we're able to have you back soon. That'd be great. For Scott Moore at S-Man 80. For Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. I'm Christian by at Christian DMZ. We will see you next Tuesday at 7. It's Valentine's Day. Ooh. See you then, lovers. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.